Fantasy Six Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and AJ Appleton. Touchdown! All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Abergarth. Nice, nice shirt, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is pretty <laughs> nice. I like, like the cut, like the feel. How about you? Yeah, man. Uh, it came from this cool place called the Fantasy Football Expo, uh, which oh, is cool. cool. That we're going to talk about tonight. Um, yeah, yeah. Sounds so like, sounds like it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah, I so I've uh, also gotten this sweet hat here. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, yeah, 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 SGP, yeah, yeah. It like matched the shirt, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. So, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So tonight we're gonna be talking a little bit about the expo and what it was all about, um, what went on, um, and if you didn't go, you should have FOMO because it was awesome. Uh, and then, hashtag, uh, of course, before we jump into that though, I just want to remind everybody um, and ask politely, please. Hit that subscribe button. Hit those like buttons. Leave those five star reviews. We we love you guys for it, and uh, goes a long way in helping us out. And of course, jump over to fantasysixpack.net and become an all access member. You're going to get the cheat sheet, which helps me in the draft we're about to talk about, and did pretty damn well, I must say. Um, uh, you're going to get our award-winning rankings. You're going to get access to all of us on Discord. So much more. Um, we got a ton planned out for you all this this season, and uh, maybe got some little side projects in the works. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what goes on here. Um, so, and then by the way, AJ, have you moved any of your leagues over to Fantrax yet? I know, I know, I have, man. Yes, yes, I have. Um, damn right. Fantrax, their their football platform, man, is uh, something. I know a lot of people know them for baseball, but they do football and it's actually really good. Like, um, we, you know, we've done a, we've done a mock or two on, over here on fantasy six back. We did one on air. We're about to do another one next week. And then we got a real league in two weeks. Um, it, it's good stuff over there, guys. They have lots of customization. The leagues are free. Uh, so you don't have to pay anything to get that customization. Like you do in some other sites, not mentioning names, fantrax.com slash fantasy six back. Go create your, free account today and uh you won't regret it i promise you Definitely so uh, with that job. being said here let's bring in our guest fantasy and frames writer over here uh tyler heel what's going on man not much i appreciate you guys having me uh this is the first time i actually saw your intro i love that animation <laughs> that is so much yeah fun. um our, our uh one of our writers uh davis pang big best ball player he created it for us. Uh, it was awesome, dude. Like we had the intro music forever, and then he was like, "Oh, I want to create a cool intro for you." And I'm like, "Well, clearly we need to have something with Tecmo Super Bowl," and uh, he he made it. So spot on. We have a baseball version too. Like we use a NES style baseball type thing. It's really cool. It's awesome. Um, Love it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Um, Gets me so, every time. <laughs> um, Tyler joined me and Keith in the king's classic draft at the expo um one of two teams actually in person in our division most of it was online unfortunately um kind of missed everybody this year last year was a blast me and i was on uh, ron wasiak's team and uh he 
the, like half the league was in person, which was cool. But this year, unfortunately, a bunch of people couldn't make it. Um, it is what it is. So, um, but we're going to talk about all of that soon. But first, we need to do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. Tyler, you are the guest. You go first, man. Well, uh, I grabbed what I had in my fridge, and it's actually very good. I've got the uh, Foothills Brewery. I can't turn it the right way. Foothills Brewery, George <laughs> Pilsner. It's in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, but it is good stuff. All right. Cool, man. Always enjoy a good Pilsner. Is that where you're from? Uh, I, I live in Raleigh. Dude, that's where Keith is from. You guys should meet up. <laughs> we should. We literally I'm sat across the table from you. You guys had no idea that you were like basically neighbors. <laughs> I did that find out that JJ Zephyrison comes to like I I live in a town called Apex, not Raleigh technically. Okay, yeah. And JJ Zephyrison comes here all the time because oh he has God, family that's here. Hilarious. Nice. That's fantastic. Right. AJ, Fantasy you football, bringing people together. <laughs> Of course. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I came home to a bunch of these Devil's Purse Brewing Co. is a, a brewery, a buddy of mine who lives here, technically is sort of my neighbor here in Rising Sun, Maryland. Um, but he lives up in uh, in Mass now and works for, for Devil's Purse. So he brought me a bunch of uh, random beers on Friday night that we were at the expo. So Steven, thank you very much. This is my first uh, attempt at trying layering. It's uh, a, a, just an IPA brewed with spruce and white pine. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, that'll do. I have not heard that'll of layering. Do. I have not either. You're going to have to like, figure out how to get me one of those, AJ. Um, yeah, I will. Uh... Damn, that's really good. So I've got some like super, super good stuff in the fridge that somebody sent me through the mail. Maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, but, uh, or somebody brought to my house um, through the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but to stay on the Expo theme, I'm drinking a brew that uh, our producer gave me at the Expo. Um, Founders Four Giants Tropical Treasure Tropical Hazy IPA. Um, these are pretty good. I had I won while I was there, so give it about a remembers three and three quarters. Hey, you have two, I have one in my fridge. That's uh, four. That's true. That is true. There we go. I can do math. <laughs> I think. Slow clap. All right. All right, man. So All right, let's um, jump into this. So yeah, man, expo talk, man. Just just real quick. Uh guys, I mean, legit, like awesome weekend. I, I still have like three quarters of a voice, if you can't tell. Uh it's still a little still a little scratchy. I lose it every single year. It just never fails. Uh, but that just tells you how many people are there that you want to talk to. And it's so loud. It, it's just a great time. Um, I'm out partying way too late every single, you know, every single night. Um, but it's it's a blast and uh you know, it's, it's you can never play pong too late. I mean, as much of a, especially when I beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We'll get a rematch next year. Okay. You're going to lose again. You're going to get mad at me. You're going to start dart throwing the cups. C- cue the Rocky <laughs> montage. <laughs> okay. Mike's going to practice at a hold beforehand. <laughs> I haven't practiced ever 
last year, same time. Uh, but no, guys, like if you don't, if you have not made it, everybody is invited. You do not need to be in the industry writing for a site. Everybody's invited. Please go. It is awesome. We actually, no offense to everybody in the industry that I get to see there every single year and I love seeing them. I want to meet the fans. I want to meet the people reading and listening to our content. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's why we're here. Um, so in doing this, so um, Tyler, I don't know, man, any other, what, what's your thoughts on the expo, man? This is, oh, was this your first it. year or you've been before? This was my third year, actually. Yeah, this was mine too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first year I went, uh, I was not in the industry or anything like that, but I wound up talking to the guys over at Fantasy and Frames and they, uh, they tricked me into writing a waiver wire <laughs> article for them every week <laughs> for that first season. That's how it always starts. Well, the old so, waiver wire. So I've I've never been on the other side. Like, what is it like as a fan when you walk up there? You know, you walk into these parties and everybody's there. Like, I mean, what's the feeling you have? Uh it honestly it's it's a little overwhelming, but it's just and I think that's more of you don't know anyone. Right. Like you, you know a few people from like the big national guys that you might read on Yahoo or something like that or NFL.com. But it's more of just kind of getting past that social wall of there are 500 people I know here. It seems like they already know each other, but that's the best part about the community is everyone does go out of their way to talk to you and make you feel welcome, even if they do not know you and they already have all their friends there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know like every chance I could get, I, you know, I would try to talk to, you know, if I didn't see an affiliation on their name tag, I was like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm Joe Bond. You know, good to meet you. What brings you here? You know, <laughs> kind of stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always trying to reach out. Yeah. I, I talked to a handful of the fans that were there this year and uh, uh, some of the guys that we met at the, the DC live uh, Scott fish draft. Um, a few others from out of town, uh, out in, uh, Michigan, I believe Detroit. Um, I mean, people from all over come to this thing and it's just awesome. And, and basically the same thing I was telling them is just like, we love seeing you guys here, seeing the fans, like, this is what we do it for. Like, you're the ones we're out here putting this content out for. And, you know, we, we just like are super appreciative of you making the trip coming out partying with us, karaokeing with us, you know, whatever it may be. Um, it's, it's just awesome. So I've, I've already, you know, come to the idea that we, we will be there next year. I mean, I know we said, well, well, we'll, we'll give it some time. I'm home, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Again. I was so tired. miserable for the drive, but. <clears throat> Try yeah, driving whatever. by yourself. Hung over. <laughs> I, I may just make Joe do that next year. Not fly. Oh. <laughs> at least you wouldn't feel bad pulling over and puking off the side of the road when you're driving by yourself. That's fair. That's I'm true. not hindering anybody but myself. <laughs> oh, man. I hope we're not scared everybody off with all that talk, but um, no, it's good stuff. <laughs> all right, so let's get into these Kings Classic draft. For those of you who don't know what Kings Classic is, uh, it is a league that Bob Long started many, many years ago. I'm not even really sure. Um, it started out with, I think, just one league. And it was like him and, I mean, the who's who of fantasy football. And then 
with the help of, I think, the Expo, it branched out to a second division and then a third division. And now there's, you know, there's the three, you know, uh, there's the three divisions that were there, but now it has even expanded beyond that. There's an IDP division. There's a, there's a college football division. And best of all, there's a Queens division, uh, all women's league. Uh, that's awesome to see. Um, we need to just get them interchange with us too though to be honest but um it's just awesome to see them like get their recognition and uh you know we can support everything that they do because they deserve it for sure but tyler and i were in the dawson draft division um and drafting with people like michael hoff michael fabiano um your your uh your boss over there jorge got a got a team last second because somebody had to bow out um grant barfield chris prince um mike williams murph i mean there's tons of people in this draft uh 14 team leagues ppr um one quarterback two running backs three receivers three flex uh, tight end and then uh what, five bench six bench a lot of bench and 16 total players um so very deep leagues um and there there's no you know there's nobody that's gonna just be horrible like you're gonna have to be sharp in order to draft well so tyler i want to want to ask you about your team here and you are the fantasy and frames team it was supposed to be you and nate nate got roped into drafting for the idp um and was there all day drafting a, a, an auction draft it probably lasted 12 hours uh <laughs> but um you were the fifth and i was actually the sixth we were the only two in person so um it's funny when we started the draft, I remember looking over Keith and going, I mean, we can pretty much probably say, right. It's going to be McCaffrey and Jefferson and chase as one, two, three, most likely. Right. Mm -hmm. Probably Eckler somewhere mixed in top four. And then it's either going to be cup or Hill. And I looked at him and I said, are you good with whoever falls? And he said, yes. So boom, starts off McCaffrey. And I was actually kind of shocked being a PPR Jefferson, then chase, then cup. And I went, Oh, okay. So Tyler's clearly taking Tyreek Hill or uh, Austin Eckler. And you did not. You <laughs> you surprised me and took Hill. And I went, oh, I was like so set on just having a receiver in the first round. And I was like, oh, when I, mean, I looked at him, and I'm like, well, we definitely got to go Eckler, right? Give me your thoughts. Why did you take Hill over Eckler? Uh, positional value with the three wide receiver spots in a 14 team league i and only two running backs and three flexes you have that flexibility to start whoever you want in your flex you need to have wide receivers it's the deepest position there is but there's also a steep drop off after the first few tiers so i valued that wide receiver position more than running back and you will be able to judge by the remainder of my draft yes. that i did not value running back very much Yes, very, very much so. And and I kind of went with the thought that, so the way that I've been drafting, I said this on the redraft strategies panel that I was on at the expo on Sunday, um, that I'm kind of a, I've kind of turned into a hero RB type player. So I want one anchor and that usually means I'm getting one in the first or second round. Um, and then I'm going pretty heavy running back or receiver in between um, and then what happens is what you said is that tier falls off like a like it just plummets, man. You just fall off the cliff. 
And you're like, well, there ain't nothing else left. But some of the running backs at that point left are like, I mean, they have probably a pretty fair chance of hitting at some point for a few weeks in the season. One injury makes them like an RB1 or at least an RB2. And then at that point, you're good. Um, but I find it hard, especially, you know, in a PPR league to pass on an Austin Eckler in the first round when he falls to me at six. That was like, oh. Okay. I mean, the dude catches like 90 passes. So, you're like, you're basically a receiver plus the running back uh, points he's going to get. So, I'm fine there taking him. Um, but yes, you went heavy, heavy receiver for sure. Um, you know, we, you took DK, then Amari, then Christian Kirk. Um, all, all great picks. I guess, you know, so the, the running backs really did fall in this draft i don't know if there's anything that that you noticed in those first few rounds that kind of stood out to you yeah it uh the running backs were available it's not like they were all going and i think they were falling to the point where i was comfortable saying eh, maybe they'll fall again and eventually they that runs out and yes. it does not happen but i mean i consciously made that decision to not take those running backs. The The closest I was to taking a running back was in my third round pick. When I took Amari Cooper, I very nearly took Jameer Gibbs. All right. Gibbs over Harris. Uh, what, why, why that? Uh, so one, I think Jalen Warren is going to eat into Najee Harris's work this year. Uh, I've never been particularly impressed by Najee Harris as a player personally. I, I don't think he's super explosive. I think he's a solid running back. And oh, I forgot to share the screen. I apologize for everybody <laughs> yeah, watching. Like, uh, AJ has I no idea looking what's going at on. what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's zoom in here a little bit for everybody. That's a little too far. So, yeah, we'll do this. Um, but anyway, so what we're talking about here is a fantasy and frames team. Um, so we're looking at this pick here where he's a Cooper over Harris. Um, and then Gibbs went a couple picks later, but okay. Yeah, yeah, and Najee Harris, I think he's he's been overvalued in my mind since he's caught ninety passes from a noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger in his rookie season, and that, that's kind of why I would have gone. I I l likely would have gone Gibbs and Etn over Najee Harris. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the upside with Gibbs and is and Etienne is there. I, um, I kind of like Etienne a little bit more than Gibbs, honestly. Um, I just, you know, I know Montgomery is, you know, kind of a little old manish, I guess if you want to call it that. But um, I kind of worry if Gibbs gets the Swift role next year, this year, I mean, and um, to where like he's he's got potential to blow up, but like he's not getting those those inside the 20 inside the 10 the goal line touches that he's really going to struggle to you know have those games where he can you know really win you weeks but uh let's let's move on here so the other one of the other picks that kind of surprised me and it was another interesting like you you were like you were the guy that was like oh man um like you kept taking guys that me and keith were talking about and I was like, damn it, stop it. <laughs> um, so that you guys got it was, me back. It was funny. It, it, it was, yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> you would rather get snaked in round like 15 than round, you know, two Three. and 
three, yeah. right? So, um, it, you didn't exactly snake us here, but it was very interesting. We were talking about because in a 14 team league, what, what I learned pretty quickly last year, especially with this crew, was that there is no streaming available for quarterbacks. You, you get burnt by quarterbacks in this division, you aren't making that ground up unless you get super lucky off the waiver wire. And so I knew I wanted to go kind of early quarterback. I wanted one of the top, you know, 10 at least. But when round five came around at that point, we're already looking at Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar, Justin Fields, um, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousin. Or no, no, sorry, that's that's later. Uh, and Joe Burrow off the board. So at that point, we're coming around round four, round five here, and we're looking at – and me and Keith were kind of having that little, like, whisper talk because you're right across the table, like, all right, you know, if, <laughs> you know, if do we want to take a Herbert now or do we want to wait and hope Trevor Lawrence comes back to us? I don't think he will, but what do you want to do? And then when you took Lawrence, and I went, no, we cannot wait any longer. It made our decision so much easier. But I, I kind of like, like I'm a huge Lawrence fan. I, you know, watch the ACC with him. Where me and AJ are both, you know, Virginia Tech Hokies here. Obviously, you're from the ACC area, so you probably saw a lot of him also. Uh, but what made you take Lawrence over Herbert? Uh, so one somewhat personal preference. I just love Trevor Lawrence. I think he is going to take a step this year. I think he's going to be talked about in the same breath as those top guys in fantasy and in the NFL of Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Amen Justin to that, Herbert. Tyler. Hell yeah. <laughs> ton of comments, by the way, that I've clearly not been paying attention to. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I knew I was taking Trevor Lawrence before I even drafted Christian Kirk. I, I was talking to Stacy, my co-host who is helping me with this. And I said, all right, I'm taking the Jack stack. <laughs> Herbert for fuck off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Kirk, the Kirk Lawrence stack was pretty nice. And I, it was just a matter of, so which one do we think will definitely come back? And we said, we think it'll, it's Lawrence, especially since there's other teams had already taken quarterbacks. Not that I could tell that at the time, since ESPN doesn't have a draft board. Yeah, but we kept switching what? between the teams and being like, what do they have? What do they have? What do they have? Hold on, hold on. This is a more important topic right now. ESPN does not have a draft board. Oh, yes. They do not. Um, it is. It is very interesting. Um, I mean, it's been so long since I've played on their platform because I'm busy, you know, on fan tracks or, you know, a few other random ones, but a few other random ones, <laughs> not ESPN. That's that's. Terrible. Yeah, it, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. That, that needs to be a big one. But yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so you know what? What else are your takes away takeaways here from this snake draft, man? Just oh man, you know, what did you yeah. learn? Um, I learned never take chances when you're drafting with sharps. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you th- if you look at someone and say, I think they'll fall to me. They won't. <laughs> it's not yeah, going to happen. That was that was me last year. Wads had been in it. And, of course, I mean, 
well, I should have never listened to a thing I said that last year because he asked me to play at 1130 at night and I had probably drank like five IPAs by that point. And I was like, why am I waking up at eight o'clock? And they started earlier last year too. Yeah. Um. So I was oh, yeah. there like, just like dying on the couch where in the room we were, we were playing in our uh, drafting in, and uh, you know, I made a couple of calls and I was dead wrong. I mean, we got second in the snake, but the auction draft was not, was not pretty. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully made up for it this year but um yeah it's 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 interesting and in 14 teams really like i know that's not the norm right i mean i don't play in any other 14 team leagues to be honest and it's it's definitely a difference you know because we're all weight on quarterback guys we're all weight on tight end guys but man getting that positional you know uh, uh positional um advantage even if it is getting a lawrence and a herbert that's positional advantage in a 14 team league um it's totally crazy um so that's that's definitely a huge advantage i mean just looking at this board yes dave judy witten the third it's a fourth round it's a 14 team league but it was still after all the dudes i told you you shouldn't have drafted him in in the mock so i don't mind it um but yeah, since <laughs> I I actually don't think I've ever played in a 14 team league. I've played in a 32 team league. Um, but definitely different. That was IDP too. So just the exposure of wide receiver in this, it's like just amazing it's how much green is just pretty massive yeah across it's, it's, these first few rounds i was i was pretty shocked i'll be honest with you that was one of the things and, and, and we can get into this later when, when we have our discussion because i know tyler you 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 want to you want to bounce here um but uh at any anything you have to say if we can just give a couple seconds about the um the uh the auction draft which is another beast in itself and so there's no draft board here, everybody. So I apologize for this. I'm going to do the best I can Ooh, to share whatever good. information I can get here. It's just the teams. So if we are looking at your team, it is. And of course, the stupid chat thing is going to pop up here. They can't have a draft board, but they have the chat thing blocking everybody. So this was your team here. Um, this was not the order. Well, no, this was the order you got them. So that's kind of cool. They put them in the order that you got them. So you didn't pick a player until... The 20th player off the board, and he took Amon Ra with $48. Um, Devonta Smith, 30, 38. And then kind of against what you did in the snake, you kind of didn't go zero RB because you spent 32 on Ramondre. So what's what's the difference there between that, the snake, and your auction? Uh, to be honest with you, it was more of a statement on the snake when I look back at it and I'm like, damn, I wish I had one running back. Yeah. And I went with the hero RB uh, just to just to say it, you know, don't worry about Zeke. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that might come to haunt come back to haunt you, unfortunately. But I think Steven said ah. it'll still be OK. But Zeke is going to you're, you're going to curse Zeke a few weeks. You know, you will. <laughs> Ramadre was the RB seven in full PPR last year with only five rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he'll no, be I mean, and, only, and only 210 rushing attempts. Yeah, I mean, I think overall he'll be he'll be fine. It just it does it does sting when you're like, ah, oh, damn it, Zeke, why do you have to sign with the Patriots? And you got reminded, yeah. I'm sure everybody's like, that sucks. 
Um, got it for eight dollars is a massive steal, by the way. That was phenomenal. Um, yeah. yeah so we we could talk about this, and and this leads into the next thing. And so we're gonna scroll up to and well, I don't I don't want to call them out. There is a team who went absolutely bonkers on tight end. $75 for Travis Kelsey. Now, granted, he then took um he then took Pat Mahomes later for 26. He took Mahomes first. Was it first? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then he just went absolutely just all in. Just went all in for the stack. Look, I, I looked at last year's auction before this one happened, and I know it was a different field of managers, but I figured it would still be somewhat in the same ballpark. It, it was, for the most part. Um, quarterbacks, the top-end quarterbacks went a little bit higher. Uh, I think the most expensive quarterback last year was Josh Allen at 21. And then Shutdown got <laughs> stolen in this draft. Who? Josh Allen, Allen. yeah, in this draft. We were we were 14. talking about that. Well, so and last like year after. Pat Mahomes went for eleven. Everybody fell asleep. <laughs> there were seven of us in the room. We're all talking, blah, blah blah. He gets bid up. Nobody's bidding. Boom, he goes. We all look at our computers, going, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen going for fourteen. I think is what it was. Yeah, I, I did remember that 12. one. Twelve. I'm like, trying to find. Oh, it. I probably should have spent up. But I had a dollar amount in my head to what I wanted to spend a quarterback. And I'm happy. Uh, I mean, it's funny. I, I got Herbert in both. But I'm happy I didn't spend any more than I did. But honestly, had I spent the extra, like, $5 to get Josh Allen, my team would have been so much better. Because the extra $5 I spent to go get, I don't even know who it was, probably, didn't matter. Um, so, uh, it is what it Pierre is. Pierre Strong? But, yeah, who I've already cut. <laughs> It was clearly off the team now. That was a dollar, by the way. Shut up, Mike. Mike was in the in the hotel room with me and Keith drafting, yelling at us the whole time. Um, Isn't that what you know? Someone who helps you draft does. They just yell not, at you. No, you got to pick this guy. Not even kidding. <laughs> you were yelling at us the entire time. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tyler, what was your what were your takeaways about the uh, the the auction draft? Uh, so. I am not super experienced in auction drafting. Uh, I was hoping Nate was going to be there to assist. So kind of what I did. I mean, I know general, I know the, you know, spending most of your money on your starting lineup. You want to have a good starting lineup, especially when you're, you're starting 10 players in a 14 team league. Yeah. So I, I kind of went into it just telling myself, all right, I'm not going to buy a top five wide receiver. Uh, I'm just not spending that amount of money. So I grabbed, I grabbed two guys out of kind of the first and maybe second tier of wide receiver that I was really confident in this year that I feel will definitely finish in the top 10 wide receivers in Amon Ross St. Brown and Devonta Smith. Yeah, there's a lot so, of people that have Amon Ross pretty high, man. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's outside of the top 10. Because he's a stud, especially in PPR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he's out. He's outside of the first tier of wide receivers. I mean, I got him at nine, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in PPR. So I, I liked it. He was, he was one of the ones who like 
he was sitting around for a little while and i was like all right if he goes up like we're gonna try to bid him up and then he like jumped into the 40 range and i was like all right i think i'm out <laughs> yeah yeah you got you I guys dropped it. in the early 40s yeah um yeah, yeah all, all, the, all the random like right. auto bids kind of screwed us up because the one player who kind of just sat there forever and i'm sure everybody noticed and that's mm-hmm. why he sat there literally forever um garrett wilson i don't know if you remember that yeah. <laughs> yep. i was shocked that the couple of teams that had like 140 dollars left when everybody else had like 80 left didn't just go garrett wilson and those two just fight it out because he was clearly the top player on the board by a long shot and mm-hmm. Somebody else, one of the auto teams, the teams that like dropped out of the draft halfway through randomly and then came back, but like they, they bid him up. And so it was like, well, damn it. I was waiting because we were kind of low on money at that point. So I was hoping he would sit around so that we might have a chance, but it didn't work. Um, yeah, that, that, that was kind of stupid. I kind of wish all the little like everybody sort of fell asleep and started leaving the draft room and not coming back and let the auto picks happen. But it, it when you leave an auction draft room, it doesn't mean you don't just draft. It means the computer tries to draft for you and it screws <laughs> everything up. So don't do it. You need yeah. to stick around in an auto draft. Never or, leave. Or in and an it, auction draft, I mean. So if you need to go to the bathroom, pick it up on your phone. Take your take your phone with you. <laughs> like just open up <laughs> something so it doesn't go on auto. Um, yeah, because that, that really screwed. we had to we had to pause a couple times and revert because there was one team who got like three quarterbacks in a row and they spent like ninety dollars on all three and it was like whoops, that's clearly not working. Um, what are you talking so, about? It's part of the strategy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna horse some quarterbacks. There's trading in this, so um, yeah. So I guess any uh, anything that you anything besides the the. The craziness with Kelsey that you noticed happened in this auction draft that you'll kind of learn for next year. Uh, same as kind of every other fantasy league you play in, know your league. Yeah. Uh, one of the first guys I was excited to nominate was John Dotson because I knew Jorge, our fearless leader, is a commander's <laughs> fan. Fantastic. And he, he went for it just hook line and sinker twenty dollars twenty dollars oh i do remember seeing that i was like <laughs> holy cow twenty dollars for Dotson!" like i, I, I was he went the same as amari cooper <laughs> like nah we're good i like Dotson, <laughs> man you know we're me and jorge <laughs> both in the same area uh i guess we're both we're both probably commanders fans so uh but there was no way in hell <laughs> no way <laughs> I told everyone that was looking at the draft that was hanging out with me. I said, Jorge is getting Jahan Dotson come hell or high water. And he <laughs> That's did. crazy. All right. Did he Should open made... the bid at $20 and just <laughs> let it ride? No, it was one of those where, like, you know, maybe you'll wait until the dra- the clock goes down a little bit, like kind of hem and haul. Like, oh, I'm not sure if I want it. It yeah. was just boom, boom, boom. That had to have been. As soon as he's out there, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no 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 yeah that had to have been one of the ones because there were a couple like that where i didn't expect it to happen like you know obviously the initial bid goes in at a dollar espn forces that um but like somebody would jump it up like 15 dollars randomly and for some of the players like clearly that makes sense like christian mccaffrey like just, just throw it into the 40s and get it over with right mm-hmm. 
Dodson, I think, was one of those guys that like it jumped up to twenty, and everybody went. <laughs> nope. <We're good. laughs> I put I I put the mouse down. I picked up my beer. Now I can go good. to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we good. That was pick seventeen. So have fun. Uh, but no, man. Um, yeah. Any any other last words you want to say uh, about either uh, draft or just the whole weekend in general? whole weekend i mean it, it was a blast if you did not go this year absolutely go next year uh it's a lot of fun from the friday night welcome party in centennial plaza to the saturday night party over at tom benson stadium and the king's classic and i really enjoy i enjoyed the actual expo a lot more this year because we weren't stuck in the basement of the double tree <laughs> Although it was still hot, it was nice and cool in the morning, and then that sun started beating down on that dome, and uh, it warmed up. I don't know, quick. Man, it was hot pretty early for me. I don't know why we were we were stuck in that like corner, and like yeah. for some reason that little like corner right right there where like football guys and trophy smack were on the other side of us, mm-hmm. it was so hot, and just, maybe there's just a lot of people just like hovered around this little area for some reason, but it was just kind of stuffy all day. But yeah. They got to figure out fans and food, like fans as far as like blowing air through and yes. food. That's my big, that's my big takeaway. But other than that, man, it is an awesome weekend. I totally agree with you. So, um, yeah. but all right, man, before we let you go, just let everybody know where they can find you and uh, all that kind of good they, stuff, man. They can find me at FF Tyler Heil and that's H E I L. It's not easy to pronounce. I know that. Uh, I am the Dynasty Director of Content over at Fantasy and Frames. I'm the co-host of Dynasty 365. So please go check us out there on fantasyandframes.com and the Fantasy and Frames podcast feed. We have all the all the shows on that one feed. Yeah, man. Yeah, Fantasy and Frames does great stuff, man. Definitely, definitely appreciate you guys. And, and I apologize. I, I butchered your name. So <laughs> All good. <laughs> I appreciate Hi, you man. guys having me on. I really yeah, do. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. No, th- thanks for coming on, man. And uh, right, good so, luck this year. Thanks, man. Thanks. Kind of. <laughs> See ya. All right, man. So, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to just take a couple more minutes, if we could, and just kind of run through my draft. You guys can, you know, Look at it, see what you want to say about it. Um, I mean, the biggest blunder here is just missing out on Judy, obviously. Um, I know. Um, you know, round, round three. Yeah, so I'll be honest with you. Andrews first. I mean, I'll be honest with you. So that was it. That was an interesting pick for us. That was kind of the turn of the draft for us. Keith and I, you know, we were using the the fancy six pack cheat sheet. And we're watching it go. And like, you know, all the running backs, and all the, re- the receivers flew off the board. As you can see, all the green there in round two, right? Um, so, and, and honestly, I don't even know if we need to see. Us. So one. let's just blow this up a little bit more so everybody can see. Yeah. Um, I don't need to see our matching shirts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all the green there goes, right? And me and me and Keith are like, damn it. Like, we, we needed a receiver back, right? We got Waddle. I'll perfectly fine with it. You know, him and Devonta Smith. Um, I, I was actually kind of shocked to get Waddle, to be honest with you. Um I've got Waddle over Alave, over Smith, over Higgins. So to get Waddle after those three, 
was a gift to us. So I was happy there. On the way back, we were like, receiver, 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 receiver. That's kind of what we were hammering. That's kind of what we were thinking. And then, you know, running back, receiver, running back, quarterback, running back, quarterback, quarterback. And then it was receiver, receiver. And we were like, wait a minute. Like, I'm not an early tight end guy, but think about what pick we're talking about here in a 14-team league. Yeah. Talking 28. 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. Pick 34 in a 14-team league. You're going to tell me I'm going to have the second-best tight end in a league with 14 teams? I mean, some of these some of these teams are starting. <clears throat> some of these teams are starting Dalton Kincaid. I'm sorry. Dalton Kincaid ain't it. Like, I know you probably loaded up on all your flexes and stuff, but man, you give me that position eligibility or, you know, position. Um, I'm still tired from the week. I'm not going to lie. Um, the, scarcity. Yeah. Scarcity. You give me that Maybe. advantage there at that position. I know yeah. I'm not on the, the Travis Kelsey advantage. Mark Andrews is damn good. I mean, look, he finished. as the better tight end than Kelsey just a couple of years ago. Not saying it's going to happen again, but we're talking about an offense that's supposed to open up in the passing game. I think Rangers is going to be damn good. And look, there's a lot of question marks that went after him, right? Look, is Calvin Ridley back? He brought up a lot of good points about Najee. I, I like Najee, um, but he brought up a lot of good, you know, Tyler did. DeAndre Hopkins is, is a guy who, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen there with him. Um, Oh, you listen Gibbs. to him, but you don't listen to me. What about Hopkins, okay. huh? But if you're telling me I'm going to get a sure thing of, of Mark, I look, I like Hopkins. <clears throat> in in the realm of where he goes of receivers, when you if you want to draft a receiver, you're going to tell me I'm going to have a sure thing of Mark Andrews in a 14 team league where you need advantage. What's up, Jamie? Um, I'll, I'll do that every day. So that was not part of our plan going in at all. But again, a perfect example of be flexible. Take what the board gives you, right? I had no idea Eckler was going to be there. Me and Keith thought for sure it was between Hill and Cup. I had no idea which one was going to be there. And then poof, Eckler fell on our lap. And it was like, well, this, do we do Kelsey instead? And we went, hell no, take Eckler. Like it's a 14 team league. We're going to need tons of running backs and receivers. So yeah. we had to do it. Um, Andrews falling in our lap in round three was gold, in my opinion. And then, like, the the, the quarterback's kind of flying off the board here. It's kind of crazy, in my opinion. But I get it, because you need, a, especially, you need a top-end quarterback in a 14-team league to succeed, in, in my opinion. But um, what else are you looking at here, man? Oh, man, so... Scroll down. Like, I, obviously, you know, what, what we've been talking about is... Uh, you know, the running quarterbacks, obviously everybody is super heavy into the running quarterbacks, but you know, here it, it doesn't, it is pretty even. I feel like because you've got the runners going first, you know, after Holmes, obviously. Um, but then you have your burrow back to runner and then you've got arm again with, with, you know, the, the picks we were talking about earlier with T-Law and, and your Herbert pick, Cousins, Tua, I mean, can he run? Sure. But mm-hmm. will he run this year as much? I mean, 
unless he's trying to run away from getting a concussion again, maybe. But I I don't know. I have mixed emotions on Tua this year. And, like, some days I'm really high on him. Other days I'm like, "Eh, I just don't want to take I want to like him. I do like him. Yeah. It's the fear of one bad hit will literally end his career. Like he's and, not bouncing I mean, back, right? I mean, I mean, you could probably say that about literally any person or yeah. player in the oh. NFL. That's why yeah. that argument right. is but hard because to he's just got the concussion behind. history. It but makes based it more... on what happened yes. to him specifically last year. Jamie, thank you. Uh, that was a player who we were ecstatic to land because I do think I know it's a safe pick, David Montgomery. Uh, he said, "I like the Montgomery pick. Have him at RB eighteen this year. Great value." Um, I don't have him at RB18, especially in a PPR. I know he can catch passes, but they brought in Gibbs for a reason. But um, he went after players that I have ranked after him currently. And so I was super sad again. And to Tyler's point earlier, you know, he said he wishes he hadn't taken so many risks and look, there is a chance to, there is a time to take risks in a draft like this where you, you know, cause you want to shoot for the moon, right? You, you want to win. Nobody's going to remember who gets second place. I get it. Right. Um, but there's also, uh, I think there is something to go for where you can sprinkle in a little bit of risk with, you know, playing it safe. And then, you know, maybe you can, find that guy on the waiver wire who's gonna like outdo kind of being playing it safe and maybe we played a little, a little too safe um but you know like i'm looking at like jackson smith and the jig but here going around four that pick like blew my mind i was like what in the hell like dude is the wide receiver three for seattle this year like i, I don't care how good he is he's wide receiver three this year like he's not no. beating out lockett who has been one of the best and most consistent receivers in his entire career, um, yeah, he's clearly not being a DK say, like Jackson Smith and Jigbo was crazy. Didn't we just get done talking about how Lockett outscored DK? Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, well, I I like Jason. No, I, I think but it I, was no, but anyway. No, there's just I, there's I just a lot of other dudes like at that point. Player. I was kind of like, nah. I mean, but like, even if you even if you like didn't want to take. Smith, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba there, like maybe you just go a different position at that point and just like see what happens. Cause like that just seemed like a strange pick to me. Um I like maybe at the end of the year I'm gonna be like, oh that was, that was amazing. But like I feel like there's gonna have to be like an injury or like something crazy is gonna happen because Seattle still loves to run the there, ball. Though. So like is there gonna be enough for a wide receiver three to thrive there? Yeah, buying it. Scroll scroll down on that team actually. He took Quentin Johnston later, Burks, who just got hurt, which sucks. Um, yeah, I liked that pick actually. Like, so, you know, he took him ahead of some other dudes, but I thought Burks, you know, I think Burks could still have a good year, um, as the two there. Um, now what remind me again, do you how many running backs do you start? One or two? So it's two, but um, and he went. His first Stevenson, two running backs are New England Harris, running backs. Cuba Hubbard. He took zero. He took hero RB to a whole other level than I've ever done. Um, you know, I, I waited until round seven and a fourteen team league. To don't, take my, I don't. I don't hate back. the receiver picks um, throughout, but I feel like he was reaching on some of the receivers 
when maybe he should have leaned uh, running back again. Um, yeah, there's probably there's probably some dudes that he he could have gotten. I mean, he. he I mean, I, mean, I like, would. He believes in Jackson Smith and Jigba that much. And I think you know you kind of have your you kind of have your your lineup here, and and you're good. And then yeah, maybe with the the birth or, pick, you or, take or a that Jacob run right Montgomery. there. I mean, you got Pierce, Sanders, Connor, Akers, like all those guys. I I feel like I would have rather gone after those guys than than JSN there, or even um, Pitts. <laughs> yeah, or Pitts. Um, yeah, like Pitts could. I don't. Know, I don't. Prove a lot I of us wrong. Hate but. the Pitts pick because you know he, he maybe Pitts is his guy. He wanted to get get you know the tight end locked down um, early. You know, similar. Well, I can't really say similar to you because. I'd much rather have Andrews over Pitts, but um, I, I get where he was going. I'm taking, with that. I'm taking Kill and Goddard over. Yeah, wow. Well, I I would take Goddard obviously because I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, so, Goddard and Pitts are closer. Kittle, Kittle. Well, yeah, and all those three are really close. Um, they they I are. feel safer with Goddard. Obviously, Pitts and Kittle, I think, have higher upside. Kittle just needs to get yeah. the the massive like. Just needs to get more consistent, like workload. Like he needs to stop just being a blocker. But anyway, um, yeah. so I mean, some other, um, <clears throat> some other interesting picks here. Um, so he's asking about the thoughts on Quentin Johnson uh, on the Chargers, Dion Wallard, um, Wallard here. Um, that was another pick. Sorry, I'm the menu here on this site. That was a pick that. Surprised me pretty good. Like I, I get the upside again, but I just mentioned it. Like he already had taken a wide receiver three in JSN for Seattle two rounds earlier. He then turned around. His very next receiver was Quentin Johnson. He passed up on Juju, who I get is boring. Sometimes you need boring. Sometimes yeah. you need in a PPR league. Who else is New England throwing to besides Juju and? <clears throat> And Ramondre, I mean, I guess Gasecki, but like, come on, it there's nobody else there. It, Johnson shouldn't be picked until probably around eight or nine in this draft, in my opinion. He's just that much farther down the board for me. I don't see unless, and maybe he's just banking on the fact that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen do not stay healthy consistently enough for him to. Yeah. You know, and then John. I mean, look, Johnson looked good in his first preseason game, caught a touchdown. Granted, there's some backups, but um, you know, like to see that we know the talent is there. The opportunity is probably just not going to be there for him, unfortunately. That's and that's just yeah. what it goes, that's just what it boils down to. So, I didn't love the pick. Um, but again, you know, in a league like this, take a chances 14 teams against a bunch of sharks. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta try what you try. Yeah, I mean, I. I get it. I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, saying I'm trying to hate on any of these teams because I mean, all of these guys are way better drafters than, than me probably. So, um, I just, I, there's certain things that stick out. That's one of them to me. Um, scroll up on, uh, for a second. Let's see this team, the Watson, Drake London, the Judy team. All right, so that's Chris Prince's team. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've got 
AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jerry I like Judy, this team. Christian Watson, Drake Long. I, like I mean, team heavy, for sure. heavy receiver. Yeah, this but that's start. again. Tyler but, was right. You got to go heavy receiver, and you can see why. Really yeah. early, why? And, and I, I mean, I I love that start based on where he was and all these guys falling. And then his running backs are still very solid. You know, Rashad White should be a, a good volume, um, you know, good volume back this year. Uh, DeAndre yeah. Swift, obviously, he's an Eagles fan. I, I love that he's he's back home. Um, I'm still not sure what his role with Penny with Gainwell is going to be. I think it's going to be you know a crazy backfield, but I don't I don't have any you know hate on that pick. Obviously, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook was you know the dart throw when you grabbed him, but then boom, here he is as the Jets probably top back. Um, you yeah. know, I, I don't it, know if top back, but they're at least yeah, split. He insurance might policy back. But they, I believe this will be a fairly large uh, split workload. It'll probably be. A I think. It, I think it'll be split, but I think it's an awesome insurance policy to have for well, for Breeze. Well, and and Cook had already come out like he wanted to go somewhere where he could be like basically the lead dog. Like they, yeah. the Jets reassured him at some point that he was going to have oh, a yeah. substantial role. So yes, yeah. Um, and then I love the Elijah Mitchell pick. That was my uh, yeah. You know your your hat, the SGPN guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they had that little booze on Friday night. They make a bold call, and I said, "I don't know how bold it is, but Elijah Mitchell's gonna have more yards and rushing yards than CMC." I mean, yeah, a little bold. I'm um, clearly gonna take an injury for that to happen, but yeah, that was just give me the whiskey, that good, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that little thimble of whiskey. Yeah. Um, the thing the thing that gets me right is you know he loaded up on receiver, loaded up on running back, Dolchich. I'm fine with again stack that tight end Joseph. in a 14 team league. I mean, he went straight stack right there. That's gonna, Dolchitz, yeah. Mims, I mean, I get Wilson. it. I I get what he okay. did. Wilson could prove everybody wrong. Um, mm-hmm. That that's uh, that's a lot to, you know, if if those two guys, especially Wilson, doesn't hit. That's going to <laughs> that's going to sink his team, in my opinion. Um, you you got to throw which, that comment up. I I I, I will. Um, I learned that pretty quickly last year. That if you do not have a reliable quarterback, at least, then you are going to be sinking in this league every single week. And are, are you know at least just like you're 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 treading water heavily <laughs> like, um, you can get away with tight end not being great, um, but you got to have a quarterback. So he's really relying on the Russell Wilson bounce back. Which I am too, unfortunately, because I got him as Scott Fish. Uh, but you know, I, I kind of wanted to go. You know, I didn't expect to go into this and taking Mark Andrews where I did. He kind of fell to me on our lap, and I was kind of like, oh, I can't pass up on that value. I wanted to go QB early and not tight end early. I don't like doing both. So I'm hoping my team works out and you know, we're on the fence. Bro. It's like they loved our draft. They gave me the, they gave me the top, me and Keith, the top ranking. Uh, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, this is Juju 
Henry and Kaseki is a Dallas version of uh, Welker, Gronk, or Hernandez. Yeah, not great. Uh, I get it, but you know, not looking for that kind of value back. Uh, you know, but Juju is going to. He, I think his value at this point has fallen too far. Um, Gasecki got out of Miami where he wasn't even an option in the passing game. They brought him in for a reason. Um, you know, the first year that New England brought in both Henry and, um, oh, the guy from Tennessee, dang it, that was his name. Um, yeah. who? oh, uh, play playing on his name, Mike, you remember? It's escaping me right now. I know. I'm totally blanking. But anyway. He's, um, he's not in either place anymore. No, he's not. He's, he's gone. So anyway, they brought in both those guys. The initial thought was that Henry was going to be kind of more. Of the oh, John Smith. And yes. John Smith, thank you, was going to be the pass catcher. But it didn't work out that way. It just wasn't It wasn't meant to be. So they brought in Gusecki to kind of switch that. And then maybe go to like two tight end sets. Because honestly, honestly, they don't have any other tight end. They don't have any, have any other receivers that are worth a damn. Uh, Taekwon Thornton, like, eh, barely healthy right now again. So, um, uh, Dion Walrod, uh, my trouble drafting this year was quarterback. I was taking running back and receiver first five rounds. Everyone was taking all good ones, um, all the good ones. He means for for uh, quarterbacks. I mean, again, it depends on the size of the league, Dion. Um, I think in a 10, 12-team league, I think that's okay. I mean, unless your league is crazy and, like, everybody in in the first five rounds is taking their first overall quarterback and you're stuck with the number 12 quarterback in the sixth round, uh, I've never seen that happen. Um, unless you have, I mean, you might have like, you know, obscure uh, scoring settings. I guess I don't know, but in a you know a pretty normal scoring setting league, um, I wouldn't worry about. It. I I don't personally worry about taking the the top five or six, seven quarterbacks in a twelve team league. I'm okay taking. Seven, eight, the nine, even the ten. Um, I don't feel super comfortable taking the the streamer quarterbacks this year. Like when you fall into the DAC, the Aaron Rodgers range, the Daniel Jones range, the Geno Smith range. I think they all have upside. They're all gonna be QB ones one week or another, multiple times. I kind of want one of those guys I can just plug in and be like. I ain't worried about it every single week this year. Like, because that strategy, there's too many teams that a take backup quarterbacks now. Um, and, and like those, those, those guys at the end, they're really losing their luster at this point. Like it's, we're, we're past the, we're past the time where like the, you know, every quarterback was separated by like, five points a game in fantasy for like the top 12, not even the top 15, 16, whatever it was. We're past that time. Uh, the, the elites are the elites. We know that. Um, so now you're trying to, unless you want to pay up the first two rounds, three rounds at best for those top three guys. Now Lamar 
is jumping into that crew. Um, Burrow's not far behind. If if um, if if people aren't worried about the injury, unless you want to pay up for one of those guys, waiting a little bit and getting like what we did, we waited just a little bit longer and got a Justin Herbert. Legit, one of the only two guys. I'm gonna pull up his card. Who have passed for, you know, four thousand yards in his first three years? Yeah. How do you hate that? <laughs> like, and now he's got a much better offensive coordinator there. That is, I think he is undervalued this year. Um, he's a guy who I am targeting at his ADP every single draft I'm in. Um, which is why I got him in both of these. <laughs> so, yeah, very happy there. Um. Yeah, I don't know, AJ. Like, what? Uh, you got any other like random questions instead of just like analyzing the the draft picks per se? Uh, I know I'm just kind of throwing it at you. We didn't super prepare for this. Uh, show. Sort let's of like, go, let's go, go at it. Let's go back to the auction for a second. Oh yeah, so yeah, we can jump over the auction here. So yeah, I mean, so just last last couple of thoughts on 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 the sink before we jump over the auction and kind of close things out here. Um, so what we did here, like we we closed out and we had Herbert, and then we, we took George Pickens. That was kind of the range where it was like, oh man, like that that last crew of receivers that you feel any sort of good thing about sort of starts disappearing. And Pickens wasn't should not have been there, in my opinion. Um, I do like I do like Deontay Johnson better. I talked about that actually on the panel that I was on. On at the expo that we like Johnson better, but getting Pickens um almost a full round later uh was was great. Um, but that was kind of like man, I kind of wanted to go running back, but the receiver, like in our cheat sheet, you could see where the receiver tier dropped, just like man, that that's where the cliff came. And you were like, We've gotta take one because we can't be guaranteed one's gonna come back. And so we did, and we were we were like, there's like 10 running backs we were okay with and one of them came back to us it was david montgomery so it worked out perfect and that's exactly why the cheat sheet works um it kind of you know it isn't a you have to take this player here it's a it helps you understand what players are available and what you know it's not always going to work what risks you are more likely to be able to take you know, the, hey, this guy should be able to fall back to me or this grouping of players, one of them should be able to fall back to me that I'm happy with, right? Because if if I had taken Pickens, I guarantee you he wouldn't have come back to me and then I might have gotten stuck taking Traylon Burks. And he just got hurt. So, and we don't know how long he's out. So that yeah. sucked. Um, and then, you know, we, we took a couple of running backs. Again, we went kind of hero RB. So Montgomery and Penny kind of, you know, very good players win on the field. Uh, Montgomery's safer, probably going to stay healthy the majority of the season. Penny is kind of that. If he stays healthy, he's probably the Eagles RB one, right? I think AJ, you would probably agree with that. Um, maybe you know PPR uh, switch gets a little bit of a boost, but Penny yeah, is the I, guy who I think they really want in that role um, yeah. as the like the lead bell cow back right and so to get him in round eight after guys like mckinnon and i get the ppr for him you know p ryan i get the allure there because of you know williams we're not really sure what to think with him right now um 
but that was a great pick for us. Um, Nico Collins was sort of a, a funny pick. So just a little backstory real quick. Um, me and Waz, Rob Wozniak, um, drafted together last year and we took Nico in both the auction and the snake. So we kind of like coined our team hashtag Nico Collins just to be funny. Mofo got hurt like week two. So it sucked. But, uh, Rob had walked over to our table because we were in the same room as him. He was in the other, he was in a different draft this year. Walked over to our table where we were sitting, and he's like, "Hey, just want to let you know, uh, Nico Collins just got drafted like two ahead of me." Um, but uh, just Team Nico, man, always lives on. And then, like, literally, like four picks later, Nico's sitting there, and I was like, "Can I just take him?" <laughs> so we did. So Team Nico Collins lives on. Rob, love you, man. Um, but I, I mean, again, I don't hate the pick. Like, I, you know, I think when you get to that range, you know, you're looking at a bunch of dudes, like, right? And Nico is probably going to be the receiver one there. I know there's a lot of talk about Dinkdale and you know, you know, all, all the guys there now. But um, um, it Nico's a very talented receiver when on the field, and uh, just, you know, maybe you could have taken Gallup instead. But again, a wide receiver three or wide receiver one for the team. It is what it is. Um. I absolutely loved getting out Lazard back. Not gonna lie. Um, obviously, him and Rodgers have immense you know, chemistry there. The rest of the draft is just, I mean, again, we are in the dregs of the picks here. Let's be honest. Um, Algier is basically like, look, if anything were to happen to Bijan, Algier is a, we know he's good, right? So we don't have to worry about that. Algier is just going to sit there as like a handcuff pick for somebody else's handcuff, right? Um, Wilson, it's kind of like anybody's game there in, in Miami. Let's figure out who's going to do it. So we just kind of took some chances with a little bit of upside there in the late, in the late rounds. Jordan Love was another one of those like, you need to get a backup quarterback because, I mean, look, like Mac Jones, a Brock Party, everybody gets drafted just about right so unless i want to stream desmond ritter and i know there's some desmond ritter truthers out there but unless you want to draft those guys like and it is what it is i mean i vanacanda obviously gonna get dra- dropped here at some at some point um haven't done it yet but you know took a chance again it was same kind of thought because that was before cook signed so um but yes we will jump over to the um auction drafts here so while i'm pulling this up what do you want uh, sorry i was muted uh auction i was saying yeah trying to <clears throat> oh, there it is. Well, right. crack open a new brew oh, sorry i cut you off what oh, i was just saying while i crack open a new brew okay. so anyway um yeah again the auction draft we kind of went into the with it that a little bit of the same mindset where we wanted to. I, I didn't. I said this earlier. We did not want to spend, you know, the elite dollars, right? So the sixty-two dollars on Jeffersons. I get the reasons for doing it. I really do. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like dumb. What you find happens, right? Unless you just get stupid lucky in the middle of the draft and just find a bunch of like. 10, 11, $8 players who are good and shouldn't have gone for that much. You end up with half your team with like one, two, three, $4 players. Right. And so I, I'm going to show you the one team 
you know, that would you again, have another team, dollars? right? Christian McCaffrey went for 51. You get a Derrick Henry for 38. You get no, ETN for 23. 200. And then tons of, you know, that's a decent one. But the team that, you know, it, Adams and Diggs and Diggs. Wow. Okay. But then, boom. But then, like, look, this guy had $10 off. So he just spent $10 on Jerome Ford. That's what happens, right? When you don't have the money to pay in the middle rounds, you lose out on the depth. And then you have to hope that it works, right? That your top end guys will carry you. And, I, you know, like, you know, again, we see here Jamar Chase went for 60, Chubb went for 48, Calvary for 31. $200 budget, everybody. $200 budget. That's over half on three. I mean, this this well might be a half. stupid question, but I I'm asking because I've only done a handful of auction drafts. Do you have to spend all of your money? You do not. Okay. You can leave. I didn't. I didn't think so. You'd but, prefer not to do that strategy. Though. Well, but you have. Yeah, well, no, 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 I'm not no. going okay, into so it being like, okay, I got two hundred dollars to spend. I'm gonna sit around a buck fifty and see well, what I can do here. Well, no, no, no. So sorry. <laughs> I think what you mean is, do you have to fill your roster? And yes, you yeah, have to I leave the draft with a roster, full sixteen-man yeah. roster. Yeah. So you cannot leave the draft going. I spent two hundred dollars on five players, and I'm out. Yeah. No, if no, you yeah, spend two hundred, if you spend hundred and ninety dollars on the first, I can't do the math right now. If you spend the hundred ninety dollars on the first five players, your Six, last ten players will all team. be a dollar. Yeah. That is a horrible decision, in my opinion. But people do it, um, and so that's the stars and scrub strategy, definitely. And so, I mean, like you know, the Mahomes, the Kelsey, the Hill. I mean, my God, this dude was down to like $20, like $30 within the first like three picks. And it was just like, this guy's going to do nothing. So, and I mean, you see it. Most of his team was dollar, $2 players. Some of them are decent. Most are okay. Donovan Peoples Jones, we all kind of like. Do I want to rely on Donovan Peoples Jones in my flex? Even my, like, my God, he might be his wide receiver like three or four. Um, probably not. You know what I mean? Like it just like at the end of the day, it might work. I, I totally get everything. You know, anything's possible, but it, but it seems bizarre. So we went into it going, you know, I wanted a more balanced approach. Yes, we knew we needed to pay up, and so we kind of like washed the board. We let some of the high end players go, um, and then you know, but they all didn't go like number one, right? Um, they all don't go first. They all, it, that's the thing about auctions. You know, some of these high end players, right? So Tony Pollard was the 25th player drafted, went for 47. That's one of the higher players that got drafted. Um, we waited, right? And so we didn't necessarily wait to spend our money, but we waited on value. So Najee went for 22. He's worth more than that. So we thought that that was a pretty good value. I have him as like a top 12. Um, a top 12 back. I have a top 10 back in, in PPR $22 for a top 10 PPR running back in my mind. Easy. Um, came back around Keenan Allen. I'm a little higher on him than some kind of seeing kind of saw and it, I'm not going to scroll around a ton because it, it'll just get too weird to look at. But when you started watching the board go, we knew a from the snake draft because it was first that receivers were being 
super valued, right? Like they were being not overvalued, but there was a little bit of extra juice on them, right? So you had yeah. to go a little higher. So Keenan Allen for 31, was it, was it what I was expecting early on before it started? No. But was I fine with it? Yes. Um, Mixing it at 24 was another one of those like sort of value plays. I actually like Harris more than Mixon. So to pay more for Mixon kind of sucked. But at that point, like the running backs that I was really hoping to get to kind of balance my team out started going away. Um, they were just vanishing. So I'm fine with that. Again, Mixon, you also got to remember with Mixon, right? Um, Mixon was, had like 90 something plus targets last year with a Samaj P. Ryan. Who's challenging Mixon for targets on that team as, as a running back this year? Um, I know they still got Chase and Higgins and even Boyd, but let's get real. Like Mixon's going to get his. He's not going to blow up like he did two years ago, um, but Mixon's going to be fine. Um, and again, we got Waddle again. Waddle was our highest paid player. Um, this is where things got a little interesting. It sort of, sort of, kind of was like, eh, all right, fine. So D Hop at fifteen. Um, look, I, I don't love it, but um, again, the receivers were kind of going a little higher price than I thought. But we got a lot of a lot of the guys that I was talking about last draft, where it was sort of like, you know, they're they're safe picks. Hopkins, sort of safe. You know, like you know, Hopkins is a beast, right? Um, Juju, safe PPR player. Tony was a $5 dart throw, in my opinion. Like, he did, didn't go higher. I was like, fine. That was like somebody who I didn't think I'd get for five bucks. Michael Thomas, I, I, I kind of believe Michael Thomas is bouncing back a little bit this year. I know doesn't have, you know, the Hall of Fame quarterback anymore, but. Yeah, but he has a future Hall of Fame quarterback-ish guy. What? I'm, I'm just. I was gonna, you know, please tell me you're joking. Uh, but Michael Thomas, <laughs> yes. you know, this I is a guy who okay. he restructured his contract to, you know, the, a lot of one of the knocks on Michael Thomas, besides injuries, right, is that he didn't want to play. It felt like that, right? Um, nagging injuries, all this kind of stuff, whatever. Michael Thomas is the guy who now restructured his contract to stay with the Saints. So why not? Um, why not take a chance on a guy who's kind of betting on himself? That's kind of what it was. And then we got David Montgomery again, keep tight end, which is kind of what I wanted to do in the other drafts, but it didn't work out that way. You know, I had somebody's, you know, had somebody not bid up on Andrews to whatever we, whatever he went for. I would have taken a cheaper Andrews than what he should have gone for. But, you know, the tight ends kind of went where you expected them to go. Like even a Waller went for 12. And I was like, you know, once we spent up, on these guys earlier on, I was like, I can't bid up on a Waller. You know, the one thing I do with an auction is I have a calculator and go, okay, we spent this much money. Here's how much money we have left. Here's how many draft positions we, or how many positions we need left. And um, here's the average that we can spend per draft slot. And then Keith took it a spot further and said, okay, what if we say, our last three picks are $1 players. And so then you can raise the average on the next like six or seven or five or whatever it ends up being and say, okay, so we can spend $8 on, 
on average for the next eight, then your last three can be dollar. But you're always going to have dollar players. This is like almost there's almost no way around it. Yeah. So you've got to factor that in. And you know, we did that. And like we ended up getting the P Ryan for nine bucks. We were able to take a chance on a P Ryan for nine bucks because we had some money. Um, so I like the balance of this team again. Um, our strategy is different than everybody else's, you know, but that that's I love auctions for that. They are long. Um, we were very tired at the end. The Chase Claypool was an auto, and I apologize for that, everybody. We got super tired there. Yeah, yeah that's right, Bob. Um, so what what any any questions, AJ, about the auction? We should probably close this out soon. Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like we've hit most of it here. I mean, the 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 big point we kind of already drove home here was just the high dollar numbers, but yeah, looking at at your team, you know, balance was definitely there. Like you're not spending a crazy amount, but you're still getting lots of quality within, you know, the the budget that you guys were comfortable with. Um, I mean, what is there other more balanced teams like that? Like I just, I, I actually think we might have been the probably maybe uh, Hoff maybe was, was pretty balanced pretty here. Balanced. Yeah, um, I like that. I mean, forty six on Wilson. You know, I'll, was, I'll say this: like, one, so because of the roster uh, sizes, right? In and the number of teams in this draft. So if I'm if I'm in a twelve team league that does one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and one flex, you bet your ass I'm going I'm going after the Justin Jeffersons for eighty bucks because he's going to yeah. go for eighty in those, and I have no issues doing that there because you don't need as much depth. Three flex. That's you. I'm not taking, I'm not trying to take those twos just because Jefferson gets me 25. Like I'll make up that 25 with, you know, guys like Michael Thomas and Juju and Tony and where, you know, and, and not, not to, I just said Jefferson Jefferson because he's literally on the team sitting next to me on the board. It was just kind of the name that popped out. Right. Not to say that it's a bad team next to us. And, and, and um, Matt Williams, like I, you know, great, great player and has won this league uh, a few times. So uh, kudos to him. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those, if, if you do that, you're, you're going super hard on the waiver wire pretty early and you're, you're hoping to catch fire a lot of times. So, you know, like, you know, did I want to take the chances on like, like he took chances on Rich James and Tyquan Thornton, Logan Thomas, like oh, those guys are throwaway players for him and he knows it. Just like Chase Claypool for us is a throwaway player. We kind of thought Zeke was a throwaway player, but maybe not anymore. Like, I didn't know where he was going to sign, but signing with New England might give him a little bit of life. <laughs> um, so it, I'm kind of interested. We we we're, we already threw away Pierre Strong. We realized we didn't have a backup uh, tight end or quarterback, and um, they both have early bye weeks. So we went and grabbed one to kind of replace that because – we know streaming quarterback and tight end is pretty hard on a fourteen teamer, but um, besides that, I think we did we did pretty well. But yeah, there's not a lot of other um, super balanced teams. This one's closer. This looks closer to what me and Waz did last year, where we went like two or three really high price players, yeah, and then 
Yeah, and that, I mean, even that's, and that's still okay too. pretty balanced. I mean, yeah, you it have I mean, a couple nine, like, I like hero budget guys where you're like, screw it, we're spending big on this. And then, you know, a handful of teens players. And I mean, I but like he, that because he, you don't have, he's only got what, one or two dollar players. So he still has money to play with yeah but like, i mean like you think about me he's been five bucks out. on tank bigsby that's what i'm talking about where like if you just have I mean, money left over at the end you're just spending off, money though. to spend money i mean all Good. that all it takes is a an injury to to etn but or, so he here's here's my here's my thing playing time would you rather pay 48 bucks for a c lamb or 36 dollars for a waddle and then be able to afford also like a 15 hopkins and a 31 allen where his top three receivers are Brandon Cooks at 12, 48 at Lamb, Mike Williams at 15. I think at 18 is not bad. That's actually really good. Value I, I like I think at 18 is pretty sick. That's, uh, that's he went, pretty he awesome. went late. I like the um, Cooks Dak stack for $24. I mean, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be helpful. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I, I and he's got C D. And Dak too, so he's, he's no, that, yeah, well, that's gonna be tough. He's heavy Cowboys stack there, yeah. so I I think that that's yeah beneficial. And, and Chris Chris Prince is yeah, is, uh, is, is another is very, very balanced. Very he balanced. actually saved a lot of his money. Uh, he he was one of the later the later yeah. guys. Now, however, you're gonna look at the dollar values and think he saved like he has a balanced team, but he didn't he didn't start buying players until so late. That if you really if you, then you start looking at the names, you're gonna go ooh. Like getting Andrews for 18 yeah. was actually kind of a steal, especially when you consider Kelsey went for 75. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think everybody was sort of like, "What's gonna happen here with the tight ends?" And everybody was like afraid to bid, so they just didn't. Um, yeah. So getting Andrews for 18 was cheap. Now Kelsey was out of the water, like crazy high. But um, you know, he got some good values here, but. I think what happened to Chris, I'll be perfectly honest, is that he didn't he didn't spend enough money early enough. And so he then just started paying money for players like Nico Collins for eleven. As much as I love some Nico Collins, there's no reason why Nico Collins should have gone for eleven. And I got DeAndre Hopkins for fifteen. Um, that's just again, that's just that's what happens when you just got money left over. You're paying up for players who shouldn't have probably gotten that dollar value. Had they gone in order, like you just put them in order of ADP, those players don't go for that much money, but that's what happens. Um, so that's, that's the joys of auction drafts. They are very fun, but um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it'll be an interesting year. Always, always uh, excited to be invited to these drafts. Uh, thank you, Bob Lung, for uh, for bringing me in again this year, and I hope to be invited next year again. But um, yeah, that being said, I think uh, we'll close it out there. Next week, oh, I don't have the schedule up because we had no schedule for this week. I don't know what we're doing next week. Um, uh, so uh, oh, I improv, just, uh, improv. What? No, it, it was a joke. We're oh, <laughs> like, didn't we just do, do that? That was this uh, week. Um, but no, <laughs> ne- next week we, we we'll be back normal time. 
and uh we will we will get rolling there i'm trying to pull it up here it is a oh here we go 2023 draft strategy which is a little bit of what we talked oh, about nice. today that's cool that's cool uh we're bringing in matt donnelly and uh zach attack oh, sweet here so that, that'll be a good time um so yeah see you all next thursday and have a good night everyone all right cheers good night <laughs>